There we go. Yay! Oh! Hello! Happy Holocaust Remembrance Day! I know. I'm like, is it? A, should we say Happy Holocaust Remembrance Day? It's just. I guess in terms of the ancestors that survived and that that were able to bring us into the world. So I think it depends on what way you look at it, right? That's very true, actually. That's very true. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, that that is what today is. Uh, January twenty seventh. Um, almost February, crazy, crazy. And yeah, so, you know, just remembering the probably just over 6 million Jews that um, were killed for a lack of better word during, <clears throat> during those times and celebrating the survivors and all that jazz. And we've got our, we've got our guest. Good morning. Ew. Oh, he, and. My God, look at that awesome. Look at that awesome screenshot that's froze on you. And and you've you've frozen in like this gorgeous shot. Oh, there you are. Uh oh. Uh, am am I am I frozen? You yeah. were frozen for a second, but now you're good. Now you're good. Damn, you're gorgeous. Oh God, can you see me? It got, makes us. Sorry, I was gonna say we've got a lot of like bizarre things in common, and that's. And then we keep finding out more and more, which is funny. We've been friends for a few years now, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're also Jewquarians. So we're Jewish and Aquarians and we're, our birthdays are a day apart, which are like next week. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Oh, I yeah, I, I find things about my about my best friend all the time. Like I've known her for like 16, 17 years now. And we're like twin flames. And we just found out the other day that we're both born at the exact same time on our, like, she's born no. on July 13th and I'm born on December 1st. And yeah, we're born at the exact same time on our, on our birthdays. I was like, that's Whoa. wild. That's yeah. awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. We, we didn't, it was kind of like a weird morning that we didn't even get to do an actual introduction to you yet. So, <laughs> so um, Hero, do you want to take it away? Oh gosh, you're frozen again, but like. And again, uh, like, uh, you know. You know how to give good face. I mean, we know that for sure. But my God, look at your screenshot being frozen, man. That's great. <laughs> let me try to turn it off. And let on. me just turn my Wi-Fi off completely. Okay. We'll see you in a sec. <laughs> sure. So while he, while Maddie is um, arranging his, their Wi-Fi, uh, I wanted to have Maddie on the show because I'm a huge fan of people that are of diverse backgrounds and changing the way in the lens of how we identify our society, how we identify the world as human beings in this current landscape. And Maddie, I first, I'm guessing Maddie for most people, unless if they knew you in your community, uh, my first exposure to you was to um, Canada's Drag Race and observing you on, on the show and learning about your story. And what really struck out to me was not just about your performance in the craft of being a drag um, artist, but also just your sincerity and transparency. And as we, Rachel and myself, dug further into learning about your story and about your coming out story and about how you identify as, uh, we were very curious and wanted to learn more about who you are kind of behind the mask in the way that we talk about our other guests as well. Um, and learn about like from the very beginning of how you came to be who you are and the evolution of how you came to where you are now. And Rachel, add to that, please. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, we we find that what we love to do on this show is just have people on that can talk a little bit, what Hero just said, a little bit more beyond the the kind of flashy exterior that most people most people will see or they do see. And yeah. 
especially like we've had a couple of reality TV uh, show guests on now. And I mean, not maybe not everyone still knows this, but reality TV is not reality TV. And we really just like to dive deeper and to get to really know the person and the story and, and also just be able to have people, uh, it's just, it just helps, you know, I think your followers too, or people just connect better with a person, right? So oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. So, and I love, I love seeing you as Maddie right now, you know, that's, yeah. And it's, <laughs> I had to shave my beard today because I had to do drag. <laughs> oh, really? I know. I have never, I haven't got my beard this long and like, like since I've been an adult, like since I could grow a beard, I've never had my beard this long. It's crazy. Your beard is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I know it's it's getting a little it's getting a little out of control though. So and my and my fiance is like, okay, like I think it's time for, I think it's time for the beard to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, my mine just looks like pubes on my face. Yours actually looks classy and fine. So you got a secret going with your hair. And I just have. I don't one, know how. No, just kidding. <laughs> just have one long <laughs> whisker. You, curl it every morning i do <laughs> <laughs> she dyes it and primps it too mm -hmm. okay. is, this, is this better by the way i i yeah use my, yeah I, I, I turned off my um my shot internet i'm just using my phone internet <laughs> oh. well thank thank you for for adapting so easily yes it's oh no no it's fine i it, it reminds me i keep i keep forgetting to call a shot and be like hey like is there anything <laughs> you could do like uh, what's up <laughs> yeah Shaw after this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Shaw. You guys can do a sponsorship with each other on an Instagram. We can boost our followings and also slam Shaw at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask, am I like I'm gonna try, I always try not to swear on podcasts, but is it like super taboo if I do? Uh no, we encourage as much uncen um as as much uncensorship and candidness and unscriptedness as possible. So as long as you're cool with it with whoever is might be watching this after, please let your mouth fly. <laughs> yeah well my family you know my family and all my followers know i have a very potty mouth i don't even know where i don't know where it came from but oh i do too <laughs> I, I do too i'm a i don't even notice it but i'm like i realized on the show i say fuck a lot I'm oh like, gosh oh yeah oh and you know fuck is like like saying like blanket to me like it's like such, i know it's, it's so easy simple term and whatever i mean i say way way worse stuff so please it's yeah, your it's... stage in a sense without being on stage but it's your it's your <laughs> it's your platform <laughs> yeah totally yeah oh yeah so add i mean you know feel free to do your own introduction as well and add to what we what we said you know introduce yourself i guess <laughs> for lack of better yeah are we are we recording now yes we are Oh, we, oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I was like, uh, I like, I just shocked that you guys got me like up and showered and got my hair done with coffee away hand before 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm, in, I'm impressed. I barely, I'm barely there. So I'm very impressed. I was in bed at 8 30 and I was like, uh, See, you, and I, you and I are twins because I always wake up like 40, like 20 minutes before recording. And Rachel's like, how do you look so much like this? I'm like, <laughs> well, I usually get like I got up at eight, but then like I'm like rolling out of my bed to like eight thirty. Like, oh yes. come on, you could do it. Like how like trying to swing myself out of bed. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, for sure. Um, that's why. Yeah. Anyways, hi, I'm Scarlett Bobo, um, drag queen, uh, runner up from Canada's Drag Race season one. Well, <laughs> how exciting! I lost. <laughs> oh my god. Boo. On Scarlet knows to say boo 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 boo. Oh man, 
Oh, no. Man. It's Boba made a boo-boo. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so of course, and as you said, for sure, um, your drag persona is by the name of Scarlet Bobo. And I know on the show, for those that have seen Canada's Drag Race, that if they watch the actual season, that you do open up a little bit about your story and kind of where you come from and the, the origin of Scarlet Bobo as well. And so would you be open to sharing a little bit about how that all came about and also how that we can maybe start with that and then we can kind of trail back to like your childhood and any parts of your past that you're comfortable sharing about as well? Cool, cool. Yeah, um, my drag name came from, uh, well, Bobo is my family name. And uh, so Jeanette Bobo is my, uh, is, kind of started all the Bobos together in Ottawa. And uh, Tenora, who is, uh, Tenora Bo- Conrad, sorry, who is Tenora Bobo, uh, is my drag mother. And so I always was going to get the name Bobo from her. And then Scarlett was kind of just like uh, sitting on the toilet, getting my face done. And I wasn't going to the bathroom. I was just sitting there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we have a very tight family. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we just, uh, we were going through different names and stuff like that. And someone said Scarlet. I was like, Scarlet Bobo. And I was like, oh, that sounds like, you know, sexy, but funny. And, you know, and I was, I started off, I was such a, I don't know, such a passable woman, I guess. Like I was, what I thought I was. I had like lip gloss and some mascara on. It was a pretty, not 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 so pretty sight. I should say. How how old were you at that point when you? Created- uh, seventeen. So yeah, so still developing, <laughs> yeah. still maturing, still figuring a lot. Yeah, yeah. still sneaking into the club underage. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And this um, was, this was in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in Ottawa. Born and raised in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, and then and then it was fun though because then I would start to go to the bar, and I would go in drag to go do my number, and then no, I wouldn't have to bring my ID with my my fake ID. I think my fake ID his name was Grant. It didn't look anything like me. It was like five feet taller than me. Like wow. <laughs> they're probably like uh, sure, uh, but then they would all recognize me in drag. So then I would just like go to the club, go do my number, take my face off, and then be like, oh hey, it's me, Scarlett. And then they would just always let me into the bar. So it was a good way to get to the club underage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what was what was it like growing up in Ottawa? Like, what was your family structure like? And what, what was it like for you growing up in that part of, part of Canada? Um, you know, I have, I have a better appreciation for Ottawa now. Um, growing up in Ottawa was always kind of funny because it's like, it's a very government city. It's it, it, unless you work for the government or you are in school, um, like in your university, it's like, there's not really much to do. Like the whole city kind of shuts down at, uh, at five, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really, it, is, it has a small town feel for being such a big city. Um, and so growing up in Ottawa was fine, like with my with my mom and my my siblings, but like trying to like be queer in Ottawa, you know, everyone wore American Eagle or Abercrombie, you know, it was like every gay was like your cookie cutter kind of gay, right? And so it was just kind of weird to, you know, mo- there was two gay bars. One of them, um, one gay event was like in a straight bar every every week, you know. So you get like spillover. So it was just it was just weird being in like a predominantly straight kind of 
um, downtown area, I guess. Um, it was good. I, I, I like it. Sorry, what? I had no idea. I've never been to Ottawa, but I had no idea that that was the vibe. Like, I just didn't. I yeah, thought it well, that- was a big city and like, uh, I don't know. You just think more big, bigger city vibes. And I was actually born in Toronto, but I moved at a very young age. But anyway, that's interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got that now. I find now when I go back, like people are, people want to party. People want to have fun. Like people are more proud of their city. And like, I like, I used to be like, don't tell anybody I'm from Ottawa. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm from Ottawa. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like everyone in Ottawa was super proud of me too. So like I had this like huge um, positive reaction come from Ottawa and Ottawa's got like, it's changed a lot. You know what I mean? Like um, there's a lot more things to do now and stuff like that. But when I was growing up there, it was like, like a year ago. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like, not like, it was not the one. And I like, I moved to Toronto when I was 19. I was like, as soon as I could, I was like, I'm coming out of here. Wow. And actually, and I, and I was watching um, your, I, I don't know what uh, program did the coming out story, but you were part of, it was a video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not sure what platform did that, but um, I think you were mentioning how you were, maybe I'm using the wrong word, but that you were maybe kind of bullied by the drag community when you first. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and, and when I heard that, I mean, this is just me being naive, I guess, but I'm like, isn't that supposed to be a very inclusive? <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. That's what you think. And it's kind of what you think about the gay community, the LGBT community. But yeah, I, and, I'm curious to hear about that too with the drag scene. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't mind me prying, I just, it was yeah, yeah. intriguing to hear that. Yeah. It was like, it was weird. Like I... When I first saw Dragon in Ottawa, it was Jeanette Pabot who I saw, and she was like hopping around in like a mermaid costume, and then had like a Wendy Whopper wig, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> I was like, "Not into it." I was like, "What is happening?" Like it was my smoke break, and then I saw Robin DeCradle perform, and I was like, and she was doing like Jenna Jackson. It was like long hair and like fringy outfits. I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like that's the drag queen too and i was like i want to do that like wow she's so fierce yeah. and so that i like i was busted but like i would come out like i would like dance the house down i was like super excited to be on stage and i don't know what it was i don't know if it was intimidating i don't know if it was because like i was having like a ton of fun but um yeah a lot of the drag queens in ottawa were not having me and would like bring me on and make fun of me while they're bringing me on and try to get in my head. And, mm. and oh. then when I, moved, when I moved to Toronto, they're like, Oh girl, why are you moving to Toronto? Like, you're never going to be anything. Like you're not going to, you're not going to make it. Right. And then I moved to Toronto and the same thing happened in Toronto. <laughs> oh. So I like stopped doing drag like completely. I was like, what? I was like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Like, why does everyone hate me all of a sudden? And then I started working at Zelda's, which was a drag bar. And they had like um, they had like a staff night where everyone in, everyone in the staff had to do drag, and I someone from Ottawa was working there too, and they're like Scarlet does drag, and I was like shut up, shut up. <laughs> and I was like don't tell, don't tell. And then um, and then yeah, and then uh, they saw me in drag, and they gave me my first weekly show, and then like and then people people still literally to this day like will still bully me, and like drag queens will still like just <laughs> like bully the crap out of me for some reason 
But like now I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. Like screw it. Like I'm like so grown into myself now that I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Cause yeah. like I'm fierce and I know it. Right. <laughs> Work. Exactly. That's zero protection yeah. and security. It's intimidation by someone that they don't know how to understand. I no. think so. Or it's like, they see me living like my fullest and like my truest self. And they see me just like being like a badass and like, yeah. you know, loving my life. And I feel like people are like, Oh, well, I know what we should do. Make her hate herself. Correct. Yeah, they want to take you down. They're haters. Well, make a work. See though, like <laughs> it's so weird though because in in that community, I think I think that you two got you two. I don't like I don't know where you were on screen. You two were talking about um, yoga a little bit. Yes. Um, I believe, right? So it's we're both, we're both yogis and we're both gamers and we're both crystal lovers. I know that we have a lot in common. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, look at the Majora's Mask on your hand. I saw that right away. That's absolutely freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm we so excited to finally do drag again because I just got a sh uh, I just got the Sheik costume. No shit. Yes, I'll, I'll go grab it later and I'll show you. And it's so good. And I'm like, I just want to wear it on stage. Oh, and I found this like my. really cool remix, like this Zed remix of like, the theme song from uh, so I play, I play that in my spin classes that's one of my ah! classes. yeah i know it's <laughs> and it's i was like i need amazing. to remix this song into a yes. mix or something yes exactly <laughs> oh my god okay okay you i this is oh, I, I I, oh my god i literally have my zelda cup <laughs> I, I saw that i loved it i love it i love it i'm yeah, such I'm a, a gamer i have i'm a total nerd i have the zelda hyrule book actually in my bookcase right here that green <laughs> book, it's the hyrule historia book right that's fierce. there <laughs> And, my, and also the Mario, my, my Nintendo van shoes right there that say game over. Like, That's cute. Those are all Nintendos right there. Yeah. Cute, cute, cute. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the dork. I love Oh, yeah. It. Uh, but I was even just saying, oh, oh, there you are. Oh. No, oh. don't go away. <laughs> I'm back. I don't know what that was. Um, no, but like, uh, just thinking about you know, how the misconception of, I guess, it being an inclusive, like it's, you know, anyone can join and it's mm -hmm. a um, community. And the same goes for yoga, though, and especially in a bigger city in like Vancouver, we've talked about here and I've talked about this numerous times, but it's mm -hmm. kind of akin to that where it's like uh, yoga teachers because it, it's competitive. It's the competition. Oh, yeah. Competitive as teachers, like you know, um, and people trying to knock you down because you don't teach oh. studio or that studio or like, fuck, I don't know. It's just. Well, and I've also been completely dis discriminated from the community because of my teaching style, my image, my brand, like the things that make me uh, unique to who I am that I can't change about myself and that I know that I never wanted to change about myself, but still had to feel like I had to conform a little bit to even get somewhere yeah. to make, make a living. So yeah, like I can imagine in the any community and I can, now that you're talking about the drag community as well, um, what are some additional examples or scenarios that you faced when you were in maybe in Ottawa, in Toronto. And I'm, you said you're in Vancouver now, correct? Which I had, did not know until yeah. you and I began chatting more. So I'm guessing you moved to Vancouver more recently? Yeah, we moved. Um, well, my fiance moved last November when I went to go film the show. And then I got off the show and then, then obviously moved, <laughs> moved to go find him. Um, and yeah, so we've been, we were in Gastown and now we're over in Kits and we love right. it so much. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just, we were going to move to Amsterdam actually. Um, and we, he was, he, he can get his uh, dual passport. Um, and so we were good. He was getting his dual passport. I was getting like the 18 to 30 year old visa. And um, 
because I, I was like, I had like a time limit. I was like, I'm gonna turn 30 and I'm not gonna be able to go. Mm-hmm. And then um, Drag Race called and we were like, oh, okay. Well, like we had like all of our money saved up. We were about to turn it into euros. Like we had like, it was all planned out. And then Drag Race called, we were like, whoa. <laughs> we're like, this changes literally everything. Right. Wow. So um, yeah. And then we kind of like had already gotten in our minds that we were like over Toronto. Like I was very over the scene um it, it's it started changing a lot and and i had been there for for over 10 years you know what i mean and i was like I, I felt like i've done what i needed to do there and i was like ready to kind of pass on the torch and right. uh yeah so then we moved to vancouver and uh we've been very happy with the well you know the three months that i got to actually do shows and yeah. <laughs> and, hang, and hang out here but I-, I will say um i'm happy that i went through the pandemic in vancouver because uh <laughs> there's so much nature there's so much to do mm-hmm. rather than toronto which is just like city 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 yeah yeah absolutely for sure. for sure and and i'm also not much actually in the drag community or in the gay community at all like i kind of not in a pompous way but like i kind of pride myself of never being a scene person like i'm straight edge never drank never done drugs never smoked like it's just never been part of my lifestyle yeah yeah but i've always appreciated the uh the culture of drag and self-expression and human human beingness right and so um i'm curious to know because you said you're in ottawa and toronto like when you say you're passing the torch and you said that toronto was kind of you were over toronto um can you dive into that a little bit more like how the drag culture in toronto you said shifted over the 10 years you were there and maybe yeah. contrasting it to what you've noticed in vancouver yeah um i i feel like i've um I feel like a lot of the, some some people Toronto just has a very territorial feel. Not with not necessarily just with performers, with um like with gays, with kind of with everybody. With like that's my bar, this is my clique, that's my performer. Like that's like it's it it's just it feels very like I had my home bar. You know what I mean? Everyone kind of does, but it it felt like once like you wouldn't leave like your areas over there. Hmm. And I was, so I tried to make a lot of uh, room, like I would try to like merge in like the West End scene and the West End scene was like more, more punk, alternative, um, like wild of the box drag. So, and you would never see like a a West End queen in the village, which I never understood. So I was always trying to like bring the village to the West End and bring the West End to the village Mm. because I had weekly shows. So I was trying to like kind of bring everyone together and then it was like over and over and over. I just like, wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And, and there people would bump heads all the time. And then everyone wanted that one good gig. and Everyone wanted that one spot. And then everyone was kind of like clawing their way to the top, but like being super nice to everyone to their faces. But meanwhile, like, like <laughs> ripping the rug underneath them as soon as they turn around. And it was just like, and the scene changed a lot. Like, you know, the, the scene that I grew up in was like my, like my bubble of queens and then the new queens came and and you know like i kind of wanted to like make some new like make a new path for the new queens so i was trying to like get them all gigged and get them all set up and um and yeah and like people would move away you know what i mean and and oh she got a job so she's not doing drag as much and this and that so it kind of like my my scene like my personal like connection to the village kind of like you know shifted i guess in a way um and so i was like and i needed a change like i'm like I, i'm surprised i sat still for 10 years to be honest <laughs> um i was that's a lot for me it's a long time to like sit and stay in one spot 
So I, I needed a, a, I needed a break. And um, I guess it was really cool when I came to Vancouver because um, I've never heard of a, I'd never heard a land acknowledgement before until I moved to Vancouver. And I was like, oh, you guys do this at every show, which I thought was super, super cool. Mm -hmm. And every single show I went to had a bearded queen, a non-binary queen, a drag king, an AFAB queen. You know what I mean? Like they had kings, like they had, it didn't matter if you were at Junction or Pump Jack or 1181, mm -hmm. or if you were down on Commercial Drive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every, every single show had like just artists and creators and, and yeah. creative people. And I was like, oh, what? I'm like, this is literally what I've been trying to do for six years in Toronto is like mm -hmm. merge all these really cool creative people together and then i came here and i was like wait it just like happens like that here and i was like oh my yeah. god so and i find in toronto like we call it marathon drag right so we do like we literally do like 16 to like 20 numbers a night like it's just like back to back to back to back to back to back like you do like <laughs> yeah you do like four numbers or five numbers bring on the next girl she does four then you come back to five like it's like crazy so you're just you're just like pumping through songs and here it's like one, maybe two numbers a night. And so you can like really put all of your focus into that one number and like make that one number like really cool and special. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the performance art is like much, you know, much more important and much like it's more visible in Vancouver, which I think is super, super fierce. And it sounds like, it sounds like more, I just, I've used this word like a million times. <clears throat> like it's more inclusive too. It's like they want to give people chances maybe here. Yeah more friends yeah like um even like the popular really popular girls here like everyone's very open everyone's everyone wants everyone's here for the community right like it's not it's not one for all it's kind of like all for one here everyone, everyone wants everyone to succeed here which i think is really cool i think it's because it's a smaller a little bit of a smaller scene too mm -hmm. i think toronto's scene is a little bit bigger so there's more people more drama more whatever mm -hmm. but i think everyone knows everyone in vancouver you know what I mean? So I think that's, yeah. I think that helps, mm -hmm. right? I guess. Yeah. Vancouver is definitely like a little big city, uh, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like the, we yeah, think yeah. we're such a big city, but we're not. But at the same time, we are much larger than the other provinces if you take out Toronto and Montreal. So people, and, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. and we're very much on the West Coast. So people kind of have this idea of what that's like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I totally hear that. <laughs> but. But I also think there's like, there's such a different influence between one side of Canada to the other, like, um, because, you know, Toronto is much more influenced by New York. Vancouver is mm. much more influenced by, like, we're Hollywood North. Like yeah, that's true. LA North, yeah. Hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, it's, there's a bit more like, maybe there's a bit more laid back vibe here on the West Coast. Oh, totally. Oh, one, especially from being like from Ontario. Totally. I came here and I was like, talk about like being like a witch and like being like an empath and da 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 da. And everyone in Toronto would always be like, girl, shut up. Like, have another drink. Everyone's really? just like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone here's like, wow, can you tell me more about that? And I'm like, wait, are you listening to me? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. No, for and sure. And everyone's just like, I feel like it took me like a couple months. Like, I, was, I, I walked fast. I'm like, I'm wanting to get where I'm going, get out of my way. I want to get there, get back. You know what I mean, and I and I, I still like that now. But I've I've been learning to like, okay, it's okay. Like, stop. Look at the mountains. Look at the ocean. Like, relax. You know what I mean. And it's Be hard present. for me to like. 
Be slow present. down. I'm always like, go, 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 go. East yeah, so I like that. I <laughs> yeah. Like bulb go off because I, I do some, something else I remember from one of your interviews is you mentioned being an empath and you just said that right now. And we are def, I am, well, I'll speak for myself. I'm definitely a fucking empath. Um, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, it, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be easy to be an empath if you're in the industry that you're in and especially on drag race like how did you how did you um did you have tools or mechanisms or things like because we, we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast as well so yeah did you like how are you able to keep yourself grounded and also not to take on and not get so involved and and feel down on yourself like i don't know how i would be able to to um survive that <laughs> but yeah honest honestly i uh I had tools <laughs> when I first walked in and I was like, I got this. I, you know, like just like shut my brain off and like, everything's going to be fine. And those tools like went out the window, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I, for I, I forgot everything that I thought I knew. And, and like, you know, I was like, I would like try to like meditate and I would like bring my crystals with me. And I made all my friends and family like write me notes. So like if I got really stressed out, like I was like, okay, I made enough notes that like every other day I could like open up a note and like whatever. Yeah. The first like the first like week I was like opening up every note, like ah, just like crying and like freaking out and like yeah. and, like just like literally all my notes are like crumbled up and like soaked in tears. <laughs> it sounds so yes. sad. No, but it's because, real. Like, yeah, well, not only was it like the hardest and most stressful thing in my entire life, I also like, you know what I mean? I miss like, I'm so connected to my friends and my family. And like, I like, I, me and my sister have like really weird, like, I guess abilities or whatever. My sister can like project her emotions out on other people. If she's like feeling like she feels uncomfortable or whatever, like she can kind of like mood swing everybody. And I like take in everyone's emotions. So I like, there's been times where I need like people's emotions and like and positive energy to like thrive, mm -hmm. and so then lock me in a room by myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're then sequestered. in a I'm like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like licking the door. You know what I mean? Like I was like just, lo I was losing it. Like okay. I honestly was just fucking losing it. And then, yeah. so I smoked a lot more weed because it's it, like, I'm, I'm an avid cannabis smoker. I love smoking weed because I have crazy anxiety and it just makes me feel happy. <laughs> no, that's great work. We um, embrace that. So yeah. I would, I would definitely like smoke weed so I could like, kind of like get myself like caught into like a calm mode where I would just like sit down and like focus on like what I need to focus on. And my drag, uh, Jeanette Bobo had just recently passed away like a month before. Oh. Yes, I and I, and I swear, like, I would, like, hear, like, clicks and clacks in the kitchen, and I'd be in my bedroom, and I'd be like, what's going on? Like, a light would flicker, and I'd be like, okay, I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, are you here? Like, you know, like, let me know you're here. And, like, there'd be, like, a tap in the living room, and I'd be like, "Wow, okay, like, I swear, I, I, I just got a tattoo, I heard tattooed on me, and, and I, I was like, I knew she was there, and so it, it kind of was like, I would just, like, kind of try to get myself, like, just calm down, like, you know, focus. This like, and I would just take it day by day. You know what I mean? I knew Jeanette was around me. So I was always very like in tune to like my feelings and like what she was like doing, like why she was here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I kind of just had to, I really had to like relearn everything and I just had to focus and take it day by day. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I couldn't think of like next week or three days from now. I was like, you got through today. 
tomorrow is tomorrow. Like, and every day got harder and harder to like get up. Like, I'd be in my bed and I'd be like, get up, get up, get up. Like, and just like focus on getting up. And I'd be like, okay, go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. brush your teeth, yeah, get in the shower. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like had to like make things like so simple for myself. One mindfully, yeah, yeah, because like <clears throat> it's so weird. Like, you don't think you need anybody, and you don't think that like you know, I oh, I need you, I need my dog or my fiance or my mom to help me get up in the morning. But like, it's so weird when you have nobody mm-hmm. and there's all these strangers around you being like, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm going to be taking you over here. And, and you're like, so it just, are you, I just kind of had to be like, get up, do this. And yeah. now, now do this, now do this. And like literally every time they said I was safe, I would just be like, okay, you're here for another two days, mm-hmm. go home, go to bed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Get up the next day what's going to happen tomorrow we don't know but you're going to do it anyways mm-hmm. it was like it was like i just i would have to like talk to myself all the time and just be like you're good you're good you're good <laughs> you're yeah. good you're good you're good and especially like you know juice box goes home first and juice box is my my fucking buddy you know she's my like i've known her for nine years and i was like <gasps> i was like oh my god no you're not supposed to go home <laughs> like you i need i need you here uh, you know so yeah. It was like, it was one mind fuck and one, one thing after another, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm curious, cause again, I had said this again in a previous episode, I my only exposure to being on a reality production is being on First States Canada. So that's nothing remotely the same. On what, sorry? First States, the franchise First States. Oh, really? I was on the first season of the Canadian version. And, <laughs> so, cool. it, it, and so like, I got an idea of that. I've always wanted to be on a reality show and I guess now Rachel and I have our own in a different way. But my point being <laughs> is point being though, is that I was like, Oh my God, I got on the show. Right. And so I got to see on a small way, like how that works, but it's a single take production. Right. Whereas you're on an actual full on series production. So yeah. I'm curious to know, cause I don't know if you have NDAs or like, you know, after one year of the show production, like all of that stuff. So you might not be able to share certain things, but if you are, I'd be curious within your landscape and within your confidentiality contract if you have one um what was it like in the pre in process and then as you were kind of talking about being in the production itself and then because you made it to the end of the show what was that like can you can you talk us through that a little bit whatever you're comfortable sharing and what you're permitted to share um i think you know what i'm allowed to share and what i'm not allowed to share i should probably brush up my nda <laughs> um i it's you know i don't remember much um i guess like I pre-production, uh, like I just like you know I didn't sleep a lick. I, I'm, I'm we I went through my pack like putting my get to putting together my package so fast. I was like, <gasps> what do I do? You know what I mean? You have this like limited window of like get together like all your runways and all your bags, all your shoes, or your this or your that. I remember my friend Helena Poison would like sleep over at my house for like days just to like help me like. Get, get like get me up in the morning okay we have to go here we have to go here we've got to drive one quick question just before you c- continue on to that sequence how were you found how did you the show how were you found to get on the show did you audition or were you found oh did oh yeah yeah you you had to audition yeah i remember so, when I had the casting for it yeah yeah so uh ca- casting for season two is actually out right now which is uh, crazy oh my god yes. yeah yeah so it's like a multi-step kind of casting uh program or casting ladder i guess yeah. i don't really know what you call it process um 
process. Yeah, <laughs> that one, um, which is which is really great. Uh, it, it really it definitely tested me, um, you know, on how fast and, and efficient you need to get things done. Hmm. Um, it was a nice test because then then you have a short period of time to get everything done when you get cast on the show. That's yeah. Right. So yeah. it was a nice test because I was already kind of like in that like go mode. Um, but yeah, so it, uh, it was, it was crazy. It was like, and even I remember walking in the, the, the workroom for the first time, I like completely blacked out. I was like, I like it. unless they showed me walking in, I could not tell you like what happened at all. Like I was so excited and I was so nervous. I was like, literally like crying like right before I went and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And I can like yeah. hear like juice and Priyanka already in there. And I was like, Oh my God, this is real. <laughs> I was just losing it. Um, but it was really cool because I love, um, I love behind the scenes stuff. So yeah. I love that I got to like see the camera people and see the judges. Like I got to see how things are work, like how yeah. things work, like every day, like the miking and, and the this, that like, you know, I, I just going through everything and seeing how things work and how things are put together and, and being a fan of the show, obviously, for so many years, mm -hmm. being like, oh, my God, wow, like, the runway, like, is that long? And, like, oh, my God, like, you need a whole day to do this. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's so cool to see everything being pieced together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so what I wanted to ask was, again, you kind of talk about that. And then in terms of every segment of the show, because that's how reality shows produce. It's like they have segments. They have, we do this on this day, this on that day, this takes this long. It's a formula. Um, what was it like for you, for you as a cast? Because obviously you knew some of each other from your own community. You were sequestered in hotel rooms, I'm assuming, because that's pretty standard. You were mm. on, you were on ice unless if you were mic'd, things like that, I'm guessing. So like, what was it like in terms of like, okay, how much of it was so-called, maybe not scripted, but how much of it was directed in terms of this is your mark, this is where you go, this is how you walk, this is how you enter, we take three hours to do this, you don't get the, you, you get to ask these questions, you get to talk to these people, yes, you talk to the judges or only the judges might address you, like, was there any of that in place or was it very kind of loose and kind of more authentic in that way? Um, it was, pre it was pretty authentic, to be honest, like, um, the, like, you know, get ready by this time, you have this much time to get ready. Okay. You know what I mean? Most, most things was like for fairness, because there's so many people were all competing for like the same goal. So most yeah. things were like, you do you have this much time to get ready? Too bad. If you're like, if you're not done, you know what I mean? We all get the same time kind of thing. Um, and like, so like no one will get like an advantage, I guess. Um, and like the like especially like the runway and stuff like they would give us pep talks right before we got on the runway because it's very terrifying yeah um and and we just they'd be like you know you can go this way you can go that way just make it to the end and do your bits and then make it back in one okay. piece <laughs> um so it was pretty it was pretty um it was, it was pretty loose it was pretty good all the all, all the all our conversations and stuff like that were like authentic conversations you know um we might have to like repeat something, you know, Oh, can you start that over again? Like, like yeah. my, my bang my mic or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And like, especially for editing, cause I know a lot of people say like editing, like, Ooh, Oh no, like editing, like it's the, be careful for the edit. But I found for the most part, we all, we, yeah, we were that bitchy. Right. <laughs> we, were, Fair we, enough. We, we acted that crazy. Yeah. Um, but the edit was, uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised that everyone kind of, everyone kind of, 
you know, was their edit, I guess. And they didn't ask, sorry, Rachel, but they didn't like, cause in some shows they'll say like, when you go in here, like you're going to talk about this or like ask these certain questions. Like they didn't do any of that. It was just, it was like really super like just talk and let it come through. Yeah. And that's like, and that's like, I, I wanted to say something and like, I forgot, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, like, were you still going to like ask this? Or, you know what I mean? Like, um, I said like, I, everything's pretty authentic. I thought it was really cool. That's incredibly refreshing. Honestly. Yeah. 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 The amount of, uh, I mean, just a poor and poor Jay, I keep bringing up his name over and over again, but Jay Rodriguez, which who is the original, uh, OG queer eye guys, the culture guys. So we had him on and just like th- thinking of reality, the way it was even, I thought it was a long time ago now, but like, yeah. Fuck, like the way that they were represented or the way he felt he was wrongly represented or made fun of and blah, 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 blah. like all the behind the scenes. Oh. It's like mind blowing. And so to hear you say this, like, I wonder if this, hopefully this is a progression. I don't know, like a positive progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's because it's Canadian and we're like that much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it could be one other example before um, we continue with your, with your, which I, I'm very, very inspired by your, your anecdotal sharing, your archival story. Um, one of the, most prolific uh, Project Runway winners of the American franchise of the 16th season, I think it was 16, Ashley Nell Tipton. Um, she was a plus size designer and she herself was a fully figured female, like whatever. Um, and she was actually opening up just on her own podcast, her own show now as she's rebranding saying that, and I'm surprised because I'm a huge Tim Gunn fan, that Tim Gunn said that um, she didn't deserve the win that he didn't oh, pick wow. her to win and that she was a token win because of being the first plus size designer and first plus size final fashion show on Project Runway. Oh my that's God. That's crazy. So that's kind of what, you know, you see these stories coming out and I don't know if you watched a lot of reality shows like in different genres prior to Drag Race because some people haven't and that's equally relevant. But like ANTM, for example, surfaced last year from COVID and went on like all the streaming online servers and then Jay Manuel really spoke out and then Oliver Twix has spoken out with other alumni of the show because now it's so far done there's no NDAs and they're like this is really what went down so it's interesting when you see the debunking of reality productions and hoping that it's not like that everywhere hence some of the questions I was curious to know about is how authentic sincere and raw in comparison to that and all the other things that have shifted like we might not even have answers to that but they're just uh, just observations right because it does Mm -hmm. happen Mm -hmm yeah yeah it was like because like it, it, it was it was really like honestly it was a really great production team it was a great set mike bickerton who produced the first season is like is incredible he's produced so many things and his main concern is always giving a genuine story and telling your story and yeah. so even when we had like our our people like in our confessionals and our like in our like um like our boy confessional looks yeah. You know, there's someone is le- is leading that conversation in a sense. Like you're, you're having a conversation with somebody because, like, I I don't know what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did the week before. I don't know what I did today. I don't know what I did two, yet, two minutes ago. You know what I mean? So they have like a genuine conversation with you to you know make you comfortable and get genuine answers out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I and I think that was a really, I think that was the coolest thing. Like, I really bonded with, with the with the people on set and and the team and the crew and and everyone. It it didn't feel like a reality show. It felt yeah. like we were all in it for this one really cool goal. And then like even like we had like straight camera guys, 
and I remember when we uh, when we all did our pictures, when we were all like, oh, what would you say to your younger self? Yeah. Like yeah. every single like straight, butch, camera, mic, operator, everybody was, everyone was bawling. Like yeah. we were all crying. Like every, yeah. I think everyone was, other than Brooklyn Heights was crying. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn never cries. No, 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 that's just, that's, and also, and Brooklyn or Brock, like, that's just their nature. That's yeah, their she's like, she's like, I don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> but we, everyone's, you know, it, it, did, it didn't feel like a reality TV show. It yeah. felt like this just, this collaborative, like, yes, cool project. Yeah. You know I mean? Even though it was a huge, it was a huge deal, it, it, you know, it felt, it felt really good. And, and whenever there was, like, rules or, or whatnot, like, those were in place. So, everything yeah. would run smoothly you know? yeah that's beautiful like absolutely yeah it was it was really good I, I always said I would never do it again to be honest just because I was like holy that was so insane you'd, and then you'd once go I, on a Canada All-Stars though or like an international crossover no yeah. I'm gonna go on international All-Stars gear yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you never know I, like, right yeah well I was just nominated for like future All-Star right, next to like Jimbo and Rita and like some other people from the other seasons and I was like oh okay because I, I don't know if I don't know if International All-Stars is being talked about or not, but oh. I really hope I get on because like no, I won't. once I saw the, once I saw it again, like once I watched it back and my season, I was like, oh, I really killed that. I was like, yeah. I'm going to do that again. Yeah, well, because they've got, they, they've got, they just finished Holland. I think they're casting Holland. Drag Race UK is on second season now. I'm sure they'll get mm-hmm. a third if not already. They're going to have five or six different countries and then maybe they'll kind of, you know, fuck everyone over and bring in two international queens that are known in their demographic, but they're not necessarily from Drag Race alumni, right? Like, you never know what they might want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking of, like, and kind of fast <clears throat> fast forward to today, got a frog in my throat. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, fast forward to today, just curious about, because you were saying that you did some performances just before kind of the lockdown that we've had. So yeah. how is this changing? Because you said that you're, you're being to shave because you are going to, are you doing it virtually or what do you, what do you about? Yeah. <laughs> um, today. Oh, sorry. I just want to see. Sorry. I just want to see if I have my head, my, my little guy just that is, I was going to plug him in really quick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Problem. <clears throat> oh, I think both Hero and I are like, what are we? <clears throat> Flemmy this morning. Yeah. I'm definitely Flemmy <laughs> from the dry from the dryness and stuff. And I'm thinking Oh, like, it's so dry. And I mean not not in a joking way, I'm like, do I have COVID? Like, should I go get a test? I'm like, no, you don't. You're just you're just tired and your body is breaking down and you have a bit of a sore lymph node, but there's nothing beyond that. It's just fatigue. That's it. And the weather changing. Oh, oh, tell me about it. Like you know, it's just like just calm your brakes. Yeah. Pump your brakes. Well, even like because yesterday I, I went for a five kilometer like i said a five kilometer hike in the snow by myself with poles and thank fucking god i had the poles like i don't and i'm trying to push myself because i'm not like my husband is really outdoorsy and i get um intimidated hiking with him because he's just like a little is he there hold on <laughs> too military for me sometimes so i went by myself yesterday but yeah being outside in the really because i live in the okanagan um maddie so i oh cool i love i've been there once it's where years did you, ago where are you in Kelowna, or i'm just guessing because it's okanagan valley i think is that what it's called or is that that's too general a, a little too general but that's okay it's <laughs> I know we went camp I, like it was like seven years ago we went camping in like the mountains like like 
the base of this cute little mountain and then we were like 20 minutes from like a little town and we would like buy, buy all the wineries there's there's a few areas with lots of wineries but it's but you got the you got the gist of like the, the landscape yeah. like yeah but anyway it's it's so much more dry up here than down on the coast so the same thing here last night i was like uh why is my f- i have to drink so much water like yeah. you know <laughs> we're all just fucking freaked out from covid so anyway yeah so um no it's for that question again i was just curious about what what's happening now like what's the progression of like things opening up or is there any talk about like i am i just miss live everything and i'm sure i'm just preaching to the choir but i feel for all of you stage performers i feel for you like i it's devastating i don't know so what what are you what are you lined up or what are you what are you doing? yeah it's it's driving me totally crazy i was doing like the instagram lives and 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 like kind of like live events and i stopped really doing the instagram live events just because I need that, like, I need people, you know, I can't just, like, read a screen and, and, like, performing in my living room, like, by myself, uh, you know, for my phone screen, it would just, like, really, like, make me totally, totally, totally crazy, and so I stopped doing that, and I'm, you know, I've been working on just, like, photo shoots and stuff, um, trying to up my Instagram game, um by november december i was like i'm not doing anything like i just got so upset about everything and i was so upset at the world and i was like i'm not doing anything i'm not doing it i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna put on drag and then now i'm like okay like i'm gonna start doing those ticky talks or whatever you want to call them (laughs) yes so it's frustrating because like i just feel like now like when i get into drag like there's no points yeah so but it's like you know it's still my craft it's still my art and i still need to like you know it's still my job i still need to you know put out that content and you know have have my presence online or else people will be like what the fuck's wrong with you like well the wonder (laughs) well they kind of look it's so yeah it's so shallow in the terms of people think you're a has-been right okay they're so yesterday they're so last week and it's kind of staying relevant and, and keeping your brand yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're brands, right? So it's keeping your brand and your public image uh, mm-hmm. current and people engaging with you, even if you're not performing, right? And as a drag persona, if that's if that's fair to call that, um, or as a drag artist, performance artist, that's kind of what your job entails. You're a model, a spokesperson, a role model, an activist, if you wish to be one. And then mm-hmm. you are then you have your stage. It's kind of like we had Jasmine Parkin on uh, last weekend from Mother Mother, and she's a keyboardist. And she was saying like a lot of people making revenue now come from live performances, not from downloads, not from songs, even though it can come yeah. from that, a lot of it's visibility. So your main bread and butter is your live performances. And as Queens, oh, you yeah. make a lot of tips, I can imagine, and people tipping you. And that's a lot of payout if you get the right audience, right? Right? Yeah, like every time I would be like my my show fees would be like for my rent, my bills, my my whatever, and then my tip money is like my fun money. Like I could go shopping with it, I could like put that away for vacation. Like, you know what I mean? And now it's just like now I just have to you know shake my ass for Daddy Trudeau and be like, can I have that CRB baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Dad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true though. So as Rachel was pointing out to, because of their current society. 
Um, what are some things that you do for your self-care? What are things that you do for your social wellness? And what are things that you do to stay connected with your community, especially in the drag community, even if it's virtually? Like, who? what's your core? Who is your core or your slightly outer core in what you do with your self-care and engagement? Um, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, to try to, like, reach out now to, like, see what's up online. Um, my, my friend Helena, who helped me with all of my package now, like trying to help me with my TikToks and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try to, I try to avoid going out and going places, but every once in a while, you know, I'll pop into my local bar and, and say hi and spend a couple dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's been, it's been hard because like, you know, um, it's hard to follow the rules. I hate following rules, but like, this is very different and you need to follow the rules in, in this situation. Um, so it's, it's, it's felt, it feels routine now to like go out and put on a mask and, and wash your hands and stay six feet apart and this, 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 which is really frustrating, but I've been trying to like, like get out, just get out as much as possible. I have a dog. So I've been trying to take him to the dog beach at least once, once a day you know, and, and experience Vancouver because, you know, we don't have mountains and ocean and Ontario, we've got a lake and some hills. Yeah. Very different topography. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I want to be out. I want to be seeing everything. And, um, I'm going to start running again. I went on a five kilometer run the other day and completely now my whole body hurts. And I, my trainer was like, you have to work out now. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything now. Everything hurts. (laughs) And that I, like I said, I went for that five kilometer hike yesterday. <sighs> <clears throat> I don't even know if I it. Like I just do it because I know it's good for me. I mean, I know also the fresh air, like you said. I mean, I especially for my mental health during this whole time, I have to be out once a day. Like I have to absolutely. Mm. So it's nice, yeah. nice, Maddie. Like I mean, this situation fucking sucks, but at least you've had this freedom to like actually kind of get to know Vancouver a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah, it's been it's been nice, and and my my one friend is like a, a avid. And oh no, did I lose you? No, we did I, I lose you. Can you no. hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You can hear me. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on, one sec. One sec, one sec. <laughs> I like the old school chair. Right. It's exactly the kind of chair you do chair yoga with, and like chair therapeutics with the open back. It reminds me of like an old schoolhouse. Yes, exactly. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, my I'm, I'm, I'm probably very uncomfortable, but also awesome. uh, yeah, I'm sitting in like I said, I've got my wooden chairs here, but I've got cushions today, which is way better. Otherwise, I know I'm sitting on a meditation cushion right now. I can't wait till my Italian contractor finishes my our spare bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, I love Italians. Tell me more. Uh, Sorry, that's okay, no problem. I know. Okay. <laughs> I totally had to change my headphones. <laughs> That's okay. No problem. I, can you still hear me? Oh, we can totally hear you. But as Rachel was okay, speaking cool. about getting the No Vancouver in a way, but also not needing to get the No <clears throat> Vancouver as much from your professional life, but getting the know it as, a, as Maddie Cameron in Vancouver as Maddie Cameron, right? Kind of like this is your lifestyle without any kind of, um, I guess, pressure, maybe, maybe not. But I don't know if Rachel, you're going to ask this, but what I'm wondering is, is do people recognize you out of drag in the city? Do you even during COVID, do you, do you feel you have a sense of privacy to yourself and like you can actually retreat so you don't feel like you're 
kind of all yeah like i get i get recognized quite often um but it's not like it's not really like annoying by any means like it's like people are like oh my god you just got the bubble like that's so cool like the other day i went to like my favorite pickle place on gridwell island and some girl gave me a free pickle mask Oh my god, sorry, I, I, what is happening today? No, it's good. This is real, though. We, we, we love this realness. <laughs> this is falling out, this, this flag. Yeah. Oh my god. No. Um, I love yeah, it. I got like. I love you said you went to your favorite pickle place. Is that what uh, you love it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that uh, Kaylin Hops? I don't even know the name of it. I In just Grandpa called it. Island? Pic- yeah, I just called it yeah. the pickle place. Kaylin Hops, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. They have the best pickles in the entire world. And I love, I love pickles. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> I could always use a nice big briny dill pickle. I was yes. And kosher. I'm so, I was going to do an accent, but I suck at accents. Was it kosher? <laughs> I can't do it. No, that, that did not sound like anything Jewish, but I appreciate your, your efforts. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, like, I, I find, like, if I'm out and, like, people are drunk, like, I feel like people try to, like, oh, my God, you're just going to blah, blah, Like, they kind of, like, come in uh, for, like, I, I don't know, like, a hug or a yeah. photo or something. And I'm, like, ha! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because I'm, like, I'm, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, I, like, I just, like, following the rules and, like, whatever. And, and then so, it's funny because some people are, like, oh, sorry. Like, you could tell, like, they just, like, forget. Yeah. Um, but then some people are, like, well, what the hell? Like, what's your problem? I'm, like, well, like, there's, like, a pandemic. Like, yeah. and I'm supposed to be like mingling uh-huh. with other people and then yeah. like our friend groups so, like, right. <laughs> no, it's true though it's true though but it's interesting when I find someone and I'm not very starstruck often and I don't really follow a lot of pop culture compared to some people that might uh, reality shows might be the most pop culture that I that I get but if I saw you for example in public and we didn't have this rapport even before we recorded but like on Instagram and having a lot in common actually as this two human beings I wouldn't I would just give you a smile. I'd just be like, I'd be just like, are you like, are you? And you, and if you nod, I'd be like, 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 nice to meet you. Like, like, thank you. Like, yeah, like, yeah, thank, yeah. You, like, thank you for your contribution to our community. Yeah, I feel privileged that I kind of got to see you in person. That's and that's, that, and that's it. But that's yeah. Social media and all this shit. Like people think they know you. Like yeah. Like I, I don't think that anybody that I had, had never met before in person. I don't think I would go up and be like hey like <laughs> yeah it's it's a little weird like as like um so a lot of even the way people talk to me on instagram like some, some people talk to me and they're like they think they, they they know oh how are you did you drink water today i'm like what right. <laughs> like, like yeah yeah i think so right and uh and so you know a lot of people are like oh my god hey like they kind of just like and I'll, I'll see them like, oh, like a kitty, which which I love. Like, I think that's so cute. Yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, like, in, unless it's somebody like really big, like, I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to hug you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if I saw Pink walking down the street, like, I'd probably like pass out. And oh, she's my favorite. Try to like attack her. <laughs> yeah, she is my favorite. <laughs> my too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's but the like, only woman I would ever fuck, and I don't even know if I would do that, but if it would, that's the closest I would get. <laughs> too afraid of boobies, you said, so I'm I don't- terrified of the female anatomy. Are you kidding me? I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't know if I would be in, in, in terms of a drag persona, though, because I know in my head that it's not, like, anatomically there anatomy, <laughs> maybe but i'd be curious though like i mean i was gonna say though and i know i said this before but you're someone when we connected were 
I just like I would love to get to know you in in real life because we actually are so close together. Even if it's when the COVID restrictions are less, you're someone that I can see being. I can see myself being like really good friends with you in a sense of just real human connection and understanding of mental health and just, you know, like different walks yeah, of yeah, life, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. you know, you feel that kind of sim- symbiosis, right? And I wouldn't say that lightly. So I think that's a testament to your character and coming Thank you. and being how you represent yourself. I think that's really rare. Agreed. So just um. put it, just, just put in that feeler out there, you know, in a non-sexual way, like, cause I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean that from the, pure, uh. I mean that from the pure platonic quality of my heart that I would love to, get to know you better in the future when the time makes sense. Put your pants back on. Right. Oh, they're on, they're on and they're strapped to my fucking waist. <laughs> they ain't coming off. I'm too fucking cold. And I, I can't believe that it's we're up to an hour already. Like it's crazy. Oh my god, already! Holy. Insane. Um, oh. but there was just oh, we and we can keep talking, but I just it's crazy. Um, because you've mentioned a couple times. Well, first, congratulations, because you're, uh, you said about your fiance. Yes. Yeah. We got. We were supposed to get married in May. <laughs> that's not. That's not happening. <laughs> oh my god! Have you how yeah. have you been together? Uh, just over four years. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, but, but we were like, we we're like, do we just go to like City Hall and get married and like have a big celebration? Like he that like he is like, I don't have to have a big thing. And I'm like, me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna get married one time. Like it's gonna be a big deal. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So we're just I think we're just gonna, you know, I like I'm engaged, I know I'm gonna get married. So I think we're just gonna, yeah. you know, wait until we become Australia and uh we can have events <laughs> and weddings and whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And then where did you get your your sweatshirt or your cuz I love that. I keep eyeing it. Where is it from? Hey, this is so bad. So, someone sent it to me and I lost the card. Oh, just take off your shirt. That's kind of what I was getting at. No, I'm just kidding. And it's and it's just one of those it's just one of those like mayor sweatshirts yeah so i think if you just search local lover you'll find it but someone sent me this in a mask and they had a card with it and i was in the middle of moving and i was like oh i have to like take a picture and, and post this and i totally forgot and right. everyone always asked me about it because it's really nice it's like thick lettering and it's like yeah really soft shirt i love it yeah um yeah, I would just put it like local lover on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure that's that. And the, and the V, I'm assuming the V is, is is Vancouver, right? Is that what the why it's in red? I think so. I would think so. <laughs> I think so. I would think so. I mean, I don't. Yes. I don't think it means vagina. And if it does, then that's fine too. You never know. Yeah. Let's yeah. go with let's go with th- that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Love that door number one. Exactly. How can we service you today? (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Um, One thing that Rachel and myself wanted to um, inquire about, and this is something that Rachel mentioned, you were mentioning about uh, identifying as non-binary. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you be willing to communicate or open up about that a little bit and how that came about? Yeah, I... um... It was like, it was weird. Like I always, when I was younger, I fully thought like, when I started doing drag rather, like when I was like 17, I would always go to my mom and be like, am I a transgender? Like, do I, am I going to be a woman? And my mom was like, well, I don't know. Like, how do you feel? Cause it feels so good in drag. And it was like a completely different feeling that I felt like not in drag. And uh, my mom was like, no, I think it, 
what's up to you but she's like i think maybe you just like really love like being on stage and like you know the whole like complete like illusion and um i've never fit in a box like i've never i've always been kind of like into everything and some days i have nails on and some days i don't and some days i wear full face of makeup as a boy and sometimes i don't and sometimes i want to wear a dress and like you know what i mean it's and i've never but growing up queer there was never like I call myself queer. I always call myself queer because that used to be like how I was made fun of in, in high school. And so I was like, I was like, well, I am queer. That's like the coolest thing about me. And there was never a word for like what I was feeling until like non-binary and you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm not going to say like it became trendy, but like, I think a lot of people at the same time were like, Oh, like what is this term? I guess that 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 I can identify as now, like it, it was like something that I feel like a lot of people all of a sudden were like discovered and was like, oh wait, like there's a name for what I'm feeling, I guess. Yeah. And I kind of like just thought about it, and it wasn't really for anybody. It was kind of just like, you know, like a lot of people. It's like I don't I don't mind about the he or they or she, you know what I mean. Um, I literally was just kind of happy kind of coming to the end of the road and being like, oh, like this is something that I really identify with and, and I haven't felt uh, I haven't felt close to something that I identify with until this. And then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, this really sounds like me, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's, I, yeah. love, I love that, I love that, you know, finally people are able to, well, it's, it's so weird because it's, there's such a, polarizing thing happening in the world right now as we all know it's like you can be yourself you can be authentic there's more people that are being vulnerable than ever right now mm. more than i can ever remember especially and again just bringing it back to mental health because we talk about that a lot but like in that sense but then there's like all the fucking and i i didn't want to say the word trump but all of that shit going on and then all the anti-semitism all the anti all the the you know all that fucking crap and it's like it's yeah because like all the cool people are realizing they can be their authentic selves but also all like the racist and crazy people are like hey we can too right and, but it's like yeah it's <laughs> like, yeah. so wrong but like yes you we're telling you yes you can be your authentic selves but like just don't be a shitty racist asshole <laughs> don't, cause, don't cause harm to yourself and others yeah but the society but like, we live in yeah the shitty people are like we can be racist and post it all over facebook now it's like mm -hmm. oh that's not what we meant mm -mm. <laughs> no no exactly yeah anyway no, sure. it's yikes it is yikes no yikes. <laughs> big yikes i just I'm so happy that you've come on the show and I'm so happy that you've been willing to share. Yeah, know. thanks for having me. This is so fun. Oh good. Um we'd love to have you back because yeah. it's just been such an easy, breezy conversation. These are the kind yeah. of conversations we live for. So thank you for putting putting some joie de vivre in our steps today. Right, exactly. Oh, look at that. Oh, and sorry, and speaking of joie de vivre, I was your uh single. Cause there's French in the, <laughs> I was singing that this morning. Like, Keska, what? <laughs> I, um, so that, that's available on Spotify, right? Yeah. I got my, uh, I'd have my re-release album of Bobo Sexuality. My first album that I, I had, uh, 
Oh my god, it was like six years ago now. Holy. Oh my god. Um, that's crazy. Uh, and yeah, my three singles off my upcoming album are out on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, all that, all that fun stuff. Go, go download my music. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely look forward to that. What I also wanted to ask you as well is not like our final question, um, but kind of in that direction. Do you have any words of insight or wisdom for those that are applying to be on any reality show and potentially uh, a future season of Drag Race? Mm. Yeah, well, especially right now, uh, season two of Canada's Drag Race is in its casting period. Um, for anyone that's having like self-doubt or whatever, I just, you know, I just say do it. Do it. Even if you're not prepared for it, do it. Like get your name out there. Just like don't think about it and do it because it was the craziest, wildest experience I've ever had in my whole life. And I would do it all over again if I had the chance. Um, oh yeah. Like it's, it was, it's what every drag queen and drag king and performer dreams of. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is the the hierarchy. This is the the top of the the top of the hill. You know what I mean? Like this is what we're. This is what we work for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just stop being a little bitch and do it. Yeah, well said. <laughs> and and also, I was gonna ask you because um, you didn't really lip sync a lot for your life, but when you did lip sync for your life in that environment. What was that like? I'm assuming they actually played the music and had the licensing, right? It wasn't like even when you did your runway walk, like they played the music, right? It wasn't as if you had to interpret the music in your head and then walk down silent, right? Oh they no, music, right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known what I had to do if I like <laughs> I didn't hear yeah. the music. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the one thing I regret is not lip syncing as much as I did on the season, but at the same time, it was really iconic that I didn't lip sync until the very end, right? Um, it was crazy. It was like, it was, that was definitely another like blackout moment. I don't like, I thought I was over in the corner when I took my dress off, but I was kind of in the middle. Like, I don't, rem- I don't really remember much. I was, as soon as the lights went down and changed colors and like, I heard that do, 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 do. And I heard all the girls screaming in the back. I was just like, I kind of just like went into like go mode. Like I felt like a robot. I was just like, we're doing this. Like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, you were in survival mode, like the whole time. It's- yeah yeah and they, <laughs> so and, and, i think my body put me in like was like a full sink or swim moment like the whole time well and that's what they do though right and so that's part of how they get you they they want to manipulate you in a sense of getting you into them they want to provoke you to be able to perform really and yeah. to react that's that's this part of production um and then another well, i would have never i would have never been able to like sew an outfit if i didn't have the pressure of do it or you're going home. Yeah, no kidding. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like every day I was like, I can't, I like, oh my God, I've got to learn these lines. Oh my God, I've got to sew this costume. I'm like, well, I have to do it or I'm not going to be here. Like, it was kind of like, you know, like that pressure that the show puts on you was the reason why I succeeded so well, I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, what would you like to plug? I, I kind of funny that RuPaul talks about that a lot. But is, what do you want to plug for your viewers, your listeners, your audience, your community? absolutely anything um take a minute take a couple minutes to do that right now if you like (laughs) (laughs) okay see you next week (laughs) yeah um you can follow me on all of my social media channels on snapchat spotify i don't know snapchat twitter instagram tiktok at it's scarlet bobo um you can check out my youtube channel i'm starting to be i'm going to be starting to upload a video once a week on my youtube channel um check out my new singles 
and hopefully you'll see me live at a show very soon. I'm going to be in Australia in June, which is very exciting. Wow, uh, really? Yeah, and I was like, because my two UK tours got cancelled, so or postponed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, so far, in Australia seems like we're okay because they're like partying clubs. We just have to quarantine. Right. So I'm very excited to do that, and I'm probably just going to end up staying there for like ever <laughs> until Canada gets their shit together. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so doing that, and um, yeah, follow me on all my shit. <laughs> well said and very articulate. As <laughs> Um, what I so I have a couple fun questions for you. Um, and normally we ask like a specific question, but I have a couple that I can think of that are specific to your what your interests are, and I think it'd be a really fun twist on how we normally ask our questions. So, um, the first one is if you were, t- what is your lip sync for your life anthem? What is your quintessential song that you would like? It would be your last performance if it, you could only lip sync to one song. Ooh. Um. That's hard. That's so hard. Uh, I would so have to hard. say, like, um, raise your glass, white pink. Yeah, and anything by pink. Like, I'm like the. I've seen pink like 18 times in concert. I'm like the like a huge pink fan. Same, my absolute favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's just like a good, still good anthem, and um, I love pink. So yes. how that? Yeah. Amazing. And then. Uh, the second question, because I know it's funny, but Rachel's like, Hero, what are you doing? But this is so not how we end our conversations. But... <laughs> Words in my mouth. That's true, I am. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. No, the second is, is that if you were to be, and I have an idea of what your answer would be, if you could be any video game character, who would you be or what would you be and why? Oh, that's so hard. Uh-huh, so hard, I know. Uh... We, have, we, have, we, have, we have a theme going on here. I would. Th- I think it would have to be Link because Link is like so badass. Or I would have to be a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I would fully be a gym leader, but yes. I would love to be in the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. God, you're like my brother from another mother. I'm telling you right now, this is so fucking awesome. I love it. I just beat my final gym. I started playing. So I started playing Pokemon again. Yes, yeah, so in which in which game in which in which 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 uh, franchise? Uh, shield, because I, I got shield so- as well. I got sword and shield, and I was like, I know yes. I'm going to play both these eventually. So it's been yes. like a year, so I'm like replaying it now. I Very played exciting. it for like sixty hours when I got my Switch back in the summer last year, and it's oh, actually, yeah. I love it. So kudos to you. We got. I have to fi- I have to finish Zelda too, actually, because so embarrassingly enough, I haven't even finished Breath of the Wild because I have separation anxiety with my video games and yeah, my TV yeah. shows. Yeah. So like, I won't finish something because I know it's ending because I don't want to. That's how I felt too when I was younger too. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. like Breath of the Wild, I have the expansion pack for it now, and now that like. The second Breath of the Wild is, a, is, is like, confirmed. I'm like, yeah. okay, so now I can, like, emotionally handle finishing yes. this game. Yeah. Because I know there's going to be another one. <laughs> what happens when you put two gamers together with a Y? You get this. It's like, Rachel's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do only, the only reference I have is, and I'm just going to age myself now, but when I was a kid, like, my brother had, and my brother was, a number of years older than me. My brother bought the very first Nintendo, the very first one, and we had Zelda. Like absolutely, yeah. like, I remember that. I remember putting nineteen eighty five. Yeah, like I remember putting the whatever the cartridge is that what you call? Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the cartridge, the big floppy disk. And I, 
know what it was. It wasn't a floppy disk. It was like the big. No, I know. I'm joking. Okay. Okay. I, I think what what do we have? Like Duck Hunt. Yes. I you know I mean that's anyway that's because I think because because Maddie I think you and I if I'm not mistaken we're around the same age late twenties early thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So because Rachel, you would never be able to tell, but Rachel is slightly in a different generation, but not quite. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's not a secret at all. I mean, we talk about another joint birthday happening next Monday, February 1st. Woo woo. Join us. Back um, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for being with us. It was an absolute pleasure. And both of us don't know where the hour and a bit went. I know. Uh, thank you. Love to connect with you again. I would love to connect yeah, totally. with you in real life. And if you need any yoga, um, as I mentioned to you in our own DMs, hit me up. I'm happy to provide that for you free of charge. I I really mean that. Like, whatever I can do. Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Health, please do, okay? Like, I think take I'm going to I'm gonna have to do some yoga today because my body is real sore. Oh, I bet. I bet for sure. But I'm also probably going to play like three hours of Pokemon. So. Uh, me too. Me too. Shovel Knight. But yes, same. Yes. Is it Wednesday? Yes. Or Thursday. Oh, damn it. Wednesday. I'm, new challenges come out on Thursdays on Fortnite. And I have nothing to do on Fortnite right now. So that's why I'm back. <laughs> I, I go back. I go back. I do all my challenges on Fortnite, and then I go to play Pokemon until the yes. new challenges come out again. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll send you my Switch code. I'll send you my friend yeah, code. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Well, has tuned out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bye. Yeah. Um, thank you from the bottom. Thank you so much. And um, we will let you know when this when this drops, um, and we'll send you the links, and we'll keep in touch and all that stuff. And and stay safe and as sane as possible, I try to say. <laughs> I not- try. <laughs> We're going to be completely sane, but we'll be as sane as we can be. So yeah, and- I can't wait till the world opens up again. And we all kind of have like a twitch to us. And we're all going to have yeah. like a little hunchback. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I- the Walking Dead. Well, I was saying, yeah. so now we just keep talking, but I was saying like, that there, I feel like there needs to be support <laughs> groups for like, reintegrating because honestly it's going to be fucking weird especially those that are in the states because oh oh yeah anyway mm. anyway have a wonderful day thank you <laughs> it was Mwah. good to see you guys take care thank you maddie bye, bye.